Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It is Tuesday, the 22nd of December, on this beautiful Sunday, Sydney afternoon. You are listening to We on Australia's Voice of Turkey. You are joined by your host, Daria Bushra, and me, Ergül. How are we, ladies, today? Fantastic. Great. Another Tuesday. This is our second last. I was looking at that program. in the calendar. Yeah, for afternoon. the year 2020, guys. It's almost over. Absolutely. How are we all feeling? Everyone's just sighing. You know what? <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to just some chill time and some quiet time, I think. Um, with all the things that happened over the weekend, I don't know how much of a chill and a um, family time it will be. Hopefully it won't be as what we're expecting it to be. But look, I'm looking forward to a bit of a break, just away from work and just relaxing and just closing off the year and hopefully starting afresh in the new one. But I'm, it's the end of December. It's, it's a fantastic time, isn't it? Absolutely. I'm feeling very emotional. Um, it's like end of the year. It's like, you know, when you get a bit like that, it's time to let go. But are you ready to let go? It's, you know, just reflecting on um, the, the past the year. year that we've had. Has been quite a hectic year. I mean, it's um, who would have thought at the beginning of the year that, you know, 2020 was going to be that. And then just hoping that 2021 brings... Firstly, health, I'd say. Yeah, most absolutely. Of, um, um, to everybody. And, mm. yeah, hopefully a less crazier year next mm. year. But, yeah, it's a bit emotional at that time of the year when you're trying to, you know, settle down. Driving here, actually, the traffic was like there was no There's cars. No, I got and here I'm so like, early. <laughs> has everybody already gone on holidays? It's like it's, yeah, well, what holiday? But anyway. Yeah. You're right, though. I think a lot of people do go on holidays this week. Yeah, you're right. Ladies, um, is there are there any updates that you wish to uh, add here or inform our listeners of we've got such a jam-packed program today i want to actually get right into what we've got planned out for today so um just before we let our listeners wait any further i just want to introduce jahida who is our guest for this week welcome thank you Bushra. so jahida is going to be here for with us for the next hour we're going to talk about self-worth self-love and what support looks like in a relationship in a romantic relationship dynamic um, but before we do that, I believe um, Daddy Abla had one, um, she had an update or something that she'd want to share with our listeners. I did, and I think it falls perfectly in line with actually today's topic. Perfect. Um, look, those that are obviously of the Tur- Turkish heritage or those that might ever be Persian would know that um, Turkey has been marking the death anniversary of Mevlana Jaladid al-Rumi, the 13th century Sufi mystic poet and Islamic scholar, every year between December the 7th and December the 17th. So it's around this time. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was born into a Turkic family in present-day Afghanistan in 1207. And Rumi is one of the most widely read philosophers across the world whose teachings have transcended boundaries of race, colour and religion. Um, I'm really... I've seen so many different documentaries, but a lot of people who like poetry and mystical readings and meditation that actually look towards um, Rumi and his poetry and his words of wisdom. And I think self-love that he teaches as well. And I think that so goes in line with today's topic that I just wanted to just let our listeners know. I'm a big fan. I like listening to him. I like his music, the soft melody music that he has. And I'm glad that we actually started today's program with that today. Um, And yeah, look, um, there's a lot of people that obviously think that he's from Afghanistan more, more so because he was in um, modern day um, Persia but I just wanted to um, just raise that awareness I guess and the fact that um, after all these years he's still quite prevalent and present today in his teachings. I think um, uh, I, I'm 
I was moved by his poetry and his um, his philosophy three yeah. years ago. I, I can safely say that my life actually changed after um, engaging in deep reading and um, trying to really understand um, the meaning behind his work. And mm. I just I just find the gratitude and the amount of um, the amount of love that he has towards nature absolutely is just beyond what mm. me words can describe. So um, thank you for sharing no, that. No, not at all. Those words resonate very clear to me too. Um, it's just, it's nice to take back and listen and look at yourself and breathe in and really hear your own um your own, and see your own journey mm -hmm. through his words too. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I think the way that he teaches his teachings, um, I don't think have changed much to today's society. If you are smart enough to take his words and you've obviously taken that in um, and it's obviously changed your life to Definitely. a good thing. So, yeah. but yeah, I just, as I said, I wanted to raise that. Um, it is, um, and most of us know who he is anyway. Um, so for those who don't, just search up Maulana Jalaluddin Rumi. Mm -hmm. um, he's also got a, a text called Masnavi. Mm -hmm. um, it is quite dense and yes. heavy however if you read about one stanza I think you want to keep reading you don't keep you reading, but yeah. you need to soak that in absolutely it takes, it takes a bit of a it's a big bit. it's a hard read yeah in that sense I've, I've read it and it's a hard set it's a hard text to read because as you're right every paragraph you've got to stop breathe take in what he said before you move to the next bit Definitely. so um yeah cool Thank, Thank you. you. No, not Thanks. at all. I just, um, yeah, so it's a great segue into today's program. What is it that we are going to be talking with our guest, did you say so again? So we Can said self-love, self-worth. I guess those two concepts really tie into self-love yeah. um, and wow. um, and then moving into support. And I, I really love the fact that um, we can all chip in uh, to this conversation. We can all chime into this conversation. Um, this is something, this is a topic, this is a universal topic that irrespective of whether you're a female or a male we can all kind of um take take some form of learning from this um journey so um let's let's get stuck right into it jahida who are you so for those um for those listeners out there who don't know who you are are you able to just briefly um tell us a little bit about yourself sure yes so um i'm a high performance coach and i currently work with both adults and the youth uh, my main focus is to actually delve deep into to youth issues and create awareness around really important topics that mm -hmm. parents themselves are struggling to deal with when it comes to their teenagers. Um, I've actually studied a master's of primary school teaching. Okay. So I have taught for three years full time. I had two year four classes and one year six class. Mm -hmm. And then I did some casual teaching in high school and throughout the other grades from K to six. So I absolutely love teaching. It was a, a great job and I do intend on returning to teaching sometime next year. I actually joined a company last year called Norwex, so as a sales consultant. Mm. I'm not sure if you ladies have heard of yes. this brand before. Yes, yeah. I have. <laughs> yes. I actually forgot to bring you guys some Norwex today. Oh, damn it. I thought we were going to get some freebies today. <laughs> damn. Don't worry, inshallah, organize it for next time. So um, it's a very popular household brand at the moment. Mm -hmm. And um, when I first started the you know, working with the company, I was staying at home with my six-month-old child, so I had gone on mat leave, and I was not looking for any work at all. I just wanted to enjoy my baby, just spend time at home with her. But I'm one of those people where I do get an itch to do something. You can't just sit no. there and focus on the one task, right? Yeah. I can relate to you. <laughs> I think, I think <laughs> we all can. Even when multitasking. Yeah. yeah. 
So um, I threw a Norwex party in my own house because I used to use the products myself. Yeah, I use them as well. I I've love got a couple. Them. Yeah. yeah, so the Enviro yeah. window cloth were like my go-to for everything in that I house. I have that paste thingy. And what a great... Uh, uh, industry to move into during COVID. Yeah. I think um, <laughs> um, Jahida's just said something really important. When you're at home mum, it's a good opportunity for those mums that don't really want to go out and work but actually can bring work to your home. Yeah. And that's what you've done during that process, I'm yeah. guessing. Yeah. yeah. So I held a party in my own house and the my team leader herself, she saw potential and she's like, why don't you go out and do the same thing that I do? But my intention was not to go out and turn it into a business. I wanted to just, I was happy. I was fine with being a teacher I did always feel like I needed a challenge though so mm -hmm. I did lose a little bit of motivation towards the last couple of years that I was teaching and so I thought I'll shift towards high school teaching and maybe I'll go back to university and study secondary maths because I love maths so I looked into that as well and I saw that I would need another year of study um, and you know when the opportunity came to me from Norwex I thought you know what I'll just join the business mm. and see how it goes I'll just use the you know the discount for myself my family and um, you know slowly slowly I introduced the business to people within our community I wasn't too active on Instagram in the beginning mm -hmm. and then slowly slowly I started to put in more effort on Instagram because I noticed people were keen to see demos and they were inviting me into their homes mm -hmm. to do face-to-face um, -face demos. And subhanAllah, with that business, it kicked off really, really well. And um, I promoted quite quickly in the company and I broke records globally with the Norwex business. Wow. Yeah, and it was through this experience that my own self-confidence and my own self-worth went through, I could say, an increase. And this is what I'll get into in a minute. So. Um, it's experiences like these where you step outside of your comfort zone and you achieve things that you never imagined. Mm. It makes you feel like, okay, I've got a lot more to offer. And the feedback from those who would listen to my talks and would listen to the advice that I would give was, you know, we want more. What you have to share is very valuable. So this year when COVID hit, I was still with Norwex and I was still making online sales, but the face-to-face -face parties came to a stop. So I went from having about 22 parties a month. I used to party day and night. It was extremely exhausting to wow. <laughs> full stop. And it shocked my system physically and mentally. So physically, it was a big shock because I'm a person that's just go, 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 go. Um, and so I had to adapt to the changes, but I there was a lot of beauty that came with the pandemic. Mm. I know that it was a very testing time and we're still being tested unfortunately just when we've got a taste of freedom we feel like restrictions are back again and things are going back to the way they were. It was a time of reflection for a lot of people especially myself in particular and I don't know if it's a thing to do with turning 30. I don't know if it's just because the pandemic hit probably several things. I sat back and I thought okay you know I worked very very hard with Norwex um, I was looking to just keep promoting, keep, keep growing my business, but I wasn't getting enough time with my children. So mm -hmm. that work-life integration, because I feel like you can't really have a balance. You just need to integrate it in a way that is happy okay. and good for you and your family. It's an interesting stance. Yes, it's very hard to actually say that I've got a work-life balance. It's an integration, um, especially if you're someone that's going to commit to being a mother, a wife and working at the same time. And it's the same thing for single moms with children. Automatically, when you take on the responsibility of having children and another role, it can become very overwhelming. So I thought, you know what, I need something 
I want to leave a legacy behind. I want to work with people who are struggling with their businesses, who are struggling with parenting, because I'm not someone that will come to you and say, my life has been sunshine and rainbows. No, it hasn't. I've mm. had my tests. I've had my challenges. I've been to several schools as well. So I've been to three different high schools, two different primary schools. I've experienced TAFE, private college and university. So I've really put myself out there and I'm one of those people that is always keen to learn more. Mm. And I'm going through a stage in my life now where I have found my beauty for reading again and I really enjoy just feeding my mind with so much knowledge and it's giving me a lot of peace I have evolved I am changing and I am going to continue to change my aim is to just keep on working to be a better person because I feel like you can never reach a point in your life where you'll turn around and say I'm fine where I am right now I don't need to improve I'm perfect the way I am there's always room for improvement self-actualization is an endless Mm. journey to I'm listening to everything she's saying and I'm like going yep Yep, yep. But you said something that's really important and I just want to touch on it. Should I be a teacher and you obviously been teaching before you go into that? You've just, especially living in the age that we are now with kids with um, social media and yeah. not picking up a book, forget about My daughter actually said to me the other day, I want a Kindle. I'm like, if that's going to get you to read, I'll get you a Kindle. <laughs> but I love the feel of a book. But you've just said just before that you started, you've got the love of reading again. Can I ask where that's come from? Yeah. Um, I used to love reading as a child mm-hmm. uh, to the extent my father would come into my room at like midnight and say, turn the light book. off. I was the same. And he's like, you're going to lose your eyesight. You shouldn't yeah. be reading this much. So I was a major bookworm. Hey, I had that I experience too. My dad walked in one day. He's like, this is enough. <laughs> like, I used to, to read at least two books a week sometimes. Take yeah. your book away. Yeah, and he's like, it. look, I'm going to take that book look. and I'm going to confiscate that. My dad and actually <laughs> said once to me, what is it that you're reading? I don't understand it. What is it? And I said, dad, this is what it is. It's good. So, yeah, um, I was the same. And then I think for me at one stage that sort of got me away from a book a bit. I thought like it was like that they don't want you to read a little bit. Mm. That's what I thought at one stage, which is not a good thing. I don't know if it's an ethnic thing, but that's what I had. But I've reintroduced that to myself. But how how did that happen for you? So when I used to read, it was just all fiction-based books. Mm -hmm. You would never see me in a non-fiction aisle because I was all about the um you know the fantasy fun the world. fancy the drama mm. the thriller i used to love the goosebumps range um you know when twilight came out i was like reading yes <laughs> i think we all read the i did <laughs> harry potter so yeah. i just i i was always into escaping this world yeah. i always yeah. just wanted Moving to into i had a big imagination realm. and i just sure. love that creativity that's great though isn't it yeah. it allows you to, to be creative and different and just just be out of your out of this world and somewhere else yeah so now i've changed in a way where i'm spending less time on social media so you know i've come from a place where i was actively involved on social media and i had to be actively involved to grow my business Mm -hmm. to grow my following to get more exposure and it's a very exhausting role to have a lot of people you know don't understand the hard work that goes behind being an influencer or marketing you know marketing in itself is such a big field and to be a entrepreneur and to do everything on your own you're the person that's handling your marketing you're the person handling customer service and then you're going out and you're doing sales so it's it's very very exhausting Mm. and this is why I got into this because I'm a business mentor as well so when someone's opening up a business they come to me and I explain to them what they need to be prepared for so I've been through a few things this year where it was self-actualization some very um, testing moments and I thought I want to understand people a lot more 
And throughout my master's degree, when I was studying my bachelor, I actually did a bit of study in psychology. So I did about 12 units all up Mm -hmm. and I loved everything I was learning in psychology. The thing is I wanted to become a psychologist or I wanted to be a counselor and I also wanted to work with juveniles. But you can imagine back then telling your parents I want to work with juveniles. My dad had a heart attack and he's like, don't even (laughs) think about it. What do you mean work with juveniles? And I was just always intrigued by your challenging child. So even as a teacher, I used to warm up so much to the child in class that was challenging or had misbehaviors Mm. because I knew that there was a reason why. Mm. And I was the teacher that would show them compassion and understanding. And I actually made it my goal to build a solid relationship with that child because I'm like, if it's such a struggle for everybody else, I want to be the one to do it. So I thrive on those challenges. And it's it's just, I, I feel a lot of satisfaction when I know I've helped somebody else with something so monetary gain is great I mean you know you make money you go you spend on something that you've always wanted but that satisfaction only lasts a moment second isn't it yes Mm. Um, so through this year even being a team leader and running workshops I I really felt good when people would turn around and tell me you've helped change my life you've helped change my perspective or when a parent would come and talk to me about something with their child and I'd help them through a testing situation and they'll tell me, you know what, that's a perspective that I would have never imagined. Thank mm-hmm. you so much for creating that awareness. So I just thought, you know what, I need to study. So I've gone back and now I'm at the Coaching Institute. I'm studying a two-year wow, course. That's a good place to be um, studying. I mean, being that. 30, you know, sometimes we think I'm 30 years old. Did I really want to go back and study? But there are 60-year-olds studying with the Coaching Institute. You see six-year-olds at university. Yeah. Age is nothing but yeah. an actual number, honestly. Yeah. Um, so I just felt like, okay, I need to understand human behavior. I want to know what makes people tick. I want to know... You know, what what is the impact of social media? I feel there are massive issues with our youth. I have children myself, and this is another reason why I've been driven towards this direction. I want to be involved. I want to be aware. I don't want to be naive and have no clue of what's going on around Mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. That's actually one of my biggest fears. I want to be involved in my children's life. Mm -hmm. I want to be there for them. And I have two girls. Now, Mm -hmm. I have one who's starting kindy soon. Mm -hmm. And I just, I feel like maybe because we're females, I don't know, but I I sense this from males as well. they're very overprotective over daughters in general. We yes. have that sense of overprotection. We feel like for a male, you know, we have this expectation that they need to take care of themselves wherever you put them. Whereas for a girl, they're very sensitive, very emotional. And and this is also a stereotype, though, because both males and females will experience hardship in their life. And this is another Absolutely. thing that I'm working on. Don't always assume that a male is just going to be doing fine and that he has to be doing fine and that he cannot show emotion. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, drug abuse is actually something that is becoming very prevalent in the Muslim community. And it's actually prescription drugs. So it's like medicated drugs. Mm -hmm. We've gone from a shift from... You know what we would usually yeah. call drugs to medication and well, this is- i think that probably comes sorry i cut you off but it obviously comes from the fact that um what you've just said where you can look after yourself whereas i think most people experience i'm not fine and so if this is going to help me they end yes. up getting addicted i mean bishra and i had a and i had a similar conversation about you know the way we treat males and females and just the simple things like you know you're a bloke you'll be fine to yeah. oh you're such a sweetheart you know you're so precious and it's the way we teach them so i, I we're, we're four women here and i think it's really important to raise awareness that we raise children Us women are the ones who raise them um, to a point where we need to raise them as equals. Um, And you are, and that's where your love of self-worth and self-esteem and all that has come from. Look, I think it's really important. You've touched on a very good, important point. Um, Social media 
has its advantages and its disadvantages. Yes. I've got two young girls too, um, 12 and 14. So um, it's funny how sometimes they look at things and they take what they see on social media to be face value mm-hmm. and what that is is what's true. And I try to sometimes tell them, I don't want to say back in the day, but I'm like when I was younger, it was not like that. And I think there's a big distance between the generations for them to never understand that. Yeah. So it's very important for someone who doesn't know you, like yourself, who comes and says, this is what you're worth and for someone else to explain those things so um because there's a lot of self words self-confidence self-esteem yes. self yeah. um self what is it i don't know heaps Have of it. self-compassion self-acceptance there's so, so many, many of them and how much of them do we all really attain to ourselves and do we go back and look in the mirror and say that's what i am like really have you noticed uh, that it's received a lot of attention in the recent times, though? Yes. These words yes. and a lot of books and uh, is that? Do you think it's to do with unfortunately them? this COVID? Again, Jahida just said a good point. Is it because of? I mean, COVID's a horrible thing, but it's brought in a lot of things too. It's allowed it a lot was, of people to self-reflect on themselves. It was present before COVID, but I think it's. I think that maybe the last five years, maybe. Yeah. It's gotten more and more. You're right. Um, yeah, but I think this attention. year's become a real big time. But even the Coaching Institute, they've mentioned. To us statistics that they've had an influx of enrollments this year oh, and really? it is because of COVID. Okay. So I wonder if people are wanting to do it for themselves for their own benefit to know Definitely what they are rather than to, to teach it. No look this is why I joined the coaching institute as well. Mm. I personally had a life coach so I reached out to a life coach myself um, and this is why I got into the coaching institute because I'm like do I see a psychologist do I see a life coach so I reached out because I was having a trauma from parenting. So with my first child, I actually experienced a lot of trauma oh, wow. in raising wow. her. Thank you for yes. sharing this. On there. It's actually very. That's um, like a whole I different topic that. I can get into. But um, I really suffered on my own through wow. all the trauma that I encountered. And when you say on your own, is um, you're saying on your own is because you suffered through it because you couldn't tell family members because of the stigma that comes with it, or is just that you didn't want anyone to know about it and you thought I'm just gonna go through it on my own? It was very evident what okay. everybody was seeing. Okay. Um, it was just hearing the words "be patient." Oh, I could not handle it anymore. because I needed answers. I didn't needs patience and I felt like I was being extremely patient mm-hmm. but you know she suffered colic reflux breastfeeding is a whole different ball game yeah. it was just very very mm-hmm. difficult and um, I sought a lot of medical professionals mm-hmm. and I was not getting answers and I was just told you just have to deal with it but what do you do when you're not dealing with it that's yeah. right and then you that's decided- where it's scary yeah Okay. Yeah. And so did you see a psychologist or did you see a life coach? The thing is there is definitely a stigma around seeing a psychologist. Oh, absolutely. So, totally. Um, it's interesting because I've gotten in this field to normalise the fact that it's important to see a psychologist, it's important to see a coach, and it does not diminish your self-worth or who you are as a person because the first yes. thing we think is judgment. Thank you so much yes. for raising that because I think it's very it's very prevalent, not just the Turkish community, but in the Lebanese community. I think yes. a lot of ethnic communities, you're right, oh my God, you've seen a psychologist, there must be something wrong with you. Yes. Whereas sometimes a psychologist is someone you just want to go and talk to about something and they just want to listen and get, give you a different perspective yes, and you times, can walk away. Right? Exactly. Nine times out of ten, exactly what you pointed on earlier about um, just deal with it. Um, isn't it our parents just always comparing with when we were your age, this mm. is how we did it? And we tend to do it ourselves as well and we just expect, um, you know, life today to be the same how it was, you know, 15, 20 years ago, bringing yeah. up children and just expecting. And we have this conversation almost every day at work as well. It's like, mm. oh, you know, how did they do it? How did they deal with it? 
life is different now and you're right you know it, there's nothing absolutely nothing wrong with it and I think the constant message should be that there's nothing wrong with going to see a psychologist I actually have a lot of respect for those men in particular who will you know <laughs> who will go and see a psychologist because it shows you that they ego's not getting in their way yep. they're looking to self-improve and that's an attractive quality it's not something that is not attractive or makes you think they're less of a man or you know they're no, less of a woman or she's not. not a great parent it's actually a beautiful quality to say i know i've got something that i'm you know finding it difficult to deal with i'm going to seek help mm. there's nothing wrong with seeking help i mean especially going to see you know a sheikh in our community or you know a a woman who has islamic knowledge going to them and and even seeking answers or seeking help, why should that be an issue, especially with children? Mm. We need to normalize this, that it's okay to speak to somebody, as long as it's somebody that you feel comfortable with. Absolutely. Everything is usually confidential between a coach and a psychologist mm -hmm. anyway. Mm -hmm. um, I actually had somebody contact me yesterday for a very sensitive issue through Instagram. She didn't give me her name or anything. And she asked me a, a long question and I thought, okay, I can't leave this. I'm not going to try and book a session with this person. I'm going to respond. So I responded to her and I gave her some advice and she's told me that, you know, it's helped her a lot mm. and that it's eased her anxiety and it's given her some clarity and some direction. Mm. And I told her, look, this is quite a huge topic to unpack. If you are interested in booking a session, I can help you through this. And her response was, I don't want you knowing my name. I don't want you knowing you know, because oh, what she yes. shared with me was quite huge. Mm. And so this is where it becomes tricky. And this is where I've thought, okay, here is a little bit of a problem. How am I going to resolve this issue? And so my, re my resolution to this is I'm going to run programs addressing issues as such mm. that people are coming to me in private, mm -hmm. but I will address these as a program as a whole. So they can just come to these classes and whatever information I share, hopefully sinks in and helps them on their own without them having to openly speak about their issues. That's great. Well, guys, you're listening to We on Australia's Voice of Turkey. It is 5.27. Um, we've got half an hour. I'm about to ask my questions, but I don't want to do that until before we break for a song because you've just come to the point that's the best part for us all. Just before we go to that song, let's please reiterate the fact that it's very important that we normalise the fact that seeking help from someone, there's nothing wrong with it. And it's good to be able to talk to people and find yes. out because you know what? You're not the only one. Um, we've all had our challenges with children and families and everything mm -hmm. else and the way the world is. Um, Bushra, have you got a song for us today? I do. I want to play Sukun, which okay. is going to be a, a little commemorative piece for Rumi and yep. also um, just to tap into self-love and Perfect. the fact that we need to be kind to yep. ourselves. And when so, we come back, yeah. we will discuss more about self-worth and self-esteem with Jahida when we come back. Great Thank you, guys.
Particular Jewelry, multiple award-winning luxury European jewelry store has the best designs at reasonable prices. Come visit us at Shop 2 Station Road, Auburn, or visit our online store, kikilijewelry.com.au. Two Triple O station sponsor. Want to give the gift of the land down under? Yes! Head to Corporal Souvenirs for all your Australian gifts. Shop 218 Paddy's Market, Haymarket. Mention this ad for a 10% discount. Two Triple O's station sponsor. Tender Loving Care is a certified registered NDIS provider that provides quality care for people with a disability. At TLC, our staff will provide free planning advice and expert disability support. With over 50 years of experience and over 100 dedicated staff, we have the expertise to develop quality support packages that are tailored to your needs. We provide services funded under the NDIA, including, but not limited to, in-home support, personal care, domestic assistance, social and recreational support, as well as group activities, nursing care and accommodation services. Contact us on 1300 998 885. That's 1300 998 885 to receive a free no-obligation consultation. Tender loving care, hand in hand with you on your NDIS journey. Two Triple O's station sponsor. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back. Um, that was such a mesmerising piece, um, wasn't it? Very, yeah. very relaxing. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, to our listeners out there, this is We Radio on Australia's Voice of Turkey, and we have a very special guest today, Jahida, talking to us about life coach versus um, psychology. I think I'm going to put it into um, easy terms. So tell us, uh, Jahida, what is a life coach? Okay, so a life coach is someone that you can come to for uh, basically some direction and clarity in your life. So our role is not to actually give advice to our clients. Mm -hmm. Our clients will come to us with a goal. So it's basically helping you move forward and being proactive in whatever it is that you want to achieve in your life. So clients would usually come to me and tell me, okay, I need business coaching, for example. Our first session starts off with, okay, what would you like to achieve by the end of this session? Because mm-hmm. I want to ensure that after our one hour session, they have accomplished something or they have some direction to move forward towards their goal. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it'd be as simple as I'm, you know, I want to start recording videos for my business, but I'm really anxious about getting behind a camera. When it's something like this, it gives me an opportunity to also unpack. So I definitely unpack emotions and feelings with my clients to find out why they're anxious. Is it fear of judgment? And most of the time it is fear of judgment. judgment. And so usually with the permission of the client, I ask question after question after question. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we've got so much answers within ourselves. It's not until somebody asks you a question, you think back and you reflect that's the answer this is the reason why so it's helping people come to realization and conscious awareness of things Mm -hmm. so you're bringing about what's in your subconscious Mm -hmm. and you're becoming conscious of it and this is how self-realization happens yep absolutely so through coaching this is our main goal Mm -hmm. to bring you to a place of self-realization of conscious awareness 
so that anything that comes out of your mouth, your actions, the things around you that you observe and you see, you're conscious of this. You're not just running on autopilot. Yeah. Now, with a psychologist, it's different because usually they're addressing much more serious and sensitive Emotional, issues. Emotional Mental issues. Mental health yeah. issues. Deeply entrenched ones. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is where I made a decision. Do I want to get into psychology or do I want to get into coaching? Mm-hmm. And I felt like I want to be in something that is not going to be mentally draining for myself. So a psychologist is advised to see a psychologist themselves. And yes. even as coaches, we're advised to see coaches. And this is something that I definitely need to do because even sometimes I'm presented with matters that you know, I get off the phone or I get off the Zoom call or I leave a session and I'm feeling a little bit deflated. And you're still there? You take it with you? It stays with you? Well, we learn to channel that yeah. in a way where we have to let it go. We mm-hmm. make peace with whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It's very important because if you're a psychologist or a counsellor or you're working in this field dealing with people's issues, even when it comes to mental health, it can take a toll on you. Mm. And Especially this is something I'm consciously aware of. Come home to children. Yes. Oh, you know, good luck. You've got, yeah, it's you've got a easy. whole new ball game when you're, come, when you're at home and then yeah. you're needing to um, be available emotionally to your children. And if you're not able to do that, I think yeah. that's where you know yeah. that it's a bit of a um, ongoing it, issue. It's, honestly, there's a lot of beauty in this as well. Aside mm-hmm. from the fact that you're helping people, you know, reach a better place mm-hmm. in their life, it's it gives you that sense of gratitude. So there's many cases where I'll turn around and I'm just like, Alhamdulillah, you know, my life is great. My husband is great. My kids are healthy. You know, where I'm at is good. So I feel like when you're in this field of work as well, mm-hmm. it gives you that chance to reflect and really be grateful for what you well, have. That's great. Now that we've known what life coach and Let's a psychologist is, what is the difference between self-worth and self-esteem? Okay, so self-esteem is what we think and what we feel and believe about ourselves. Self-worth is recognizing that I am greater than all of those things. So it is a deep knowing that I am of value, that I am lovable, I'm necessary to this life, and it's that you're of of incomprehensible worth. So there is a very big difference between self-esteem and self-worth. So um, self-worth is more deeper. Deeper. Yeah, so self-esteem is like... Pretty much looking at yourself in the mirror and going, don't like what I see. In pretty much in yeah. easy words, yeah. And then go okay, and then and then losing that confidence in yourself, and and you know pretty. Mm. Yeah. So there's Borderline. so many self words. It's it's a bit tricky. So yes. you've got self esteem, you've got self confidence, self acceptance, yeah. and then you've got self love, self care. So self care yeah. is another word that you hear all the time now. Yeah. Self care, self care. What does that mean? So self care. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just... Okay. Self care, and usually someone, and it's is very important for women in general. Males, of course, but for women because we're mothers um, running a household, mm-hmm. even wives, um, you know, it's very exhausting. So you need to take time to switch off, gotcha. take care of yourself. And self-care could be as simple as reading a book, watching a movie, getting your nails mm. done, getting a massage. You know what my self-care is sometimes? What? Getting like a cleaner, making oh. sure my house is clean. <laughs> wow. My husband yeah. always says it to me when I complain that I need to help around the place. No, I'm just going to get a cleaner. Self-care. But I've actually been, you know what, you've just said something. I didn't know that's what I was doing, but I actually to have the last I think COVID this is probably the last but also the last six months I have been doing a lot of self-care yes I have taken I do drive and sit near the park and get a coffee and just need the water and be on my own I used to do that a lot when I was you know younger yeah. um, I haven't done that for a long time and I'm realizing how much I've missed it yes just just being on my own and I'm starting to do things for myself as yeah. well. So Even being there we comfortable go. in your own space. Yeah. So I used to have a lot of anxiety about going to cafes or restaurants and sitting on my own and thinking what are people I going can't do to that. think and 
I can. Do I it haven't now. gone to a. Re- so you know, every year I've had a um a news resolution with friends at work. We always say, "What is it you can't do?" And I said, "I can't go to a cafe. I don't amount. Maybe not a coffee so much, mm. but I can't sit at a cafe and have lunch on my own. And for the last three or four. I- there we go. Hang We're on, talking about guys, it. Let's let's unpack this. I Why haven't not? I haven't been. I don't know. I just feel like, what am I doing on my own? What are people going to think? think She's sitting right. by herself eating mm. lunch. What a like a, a loser. Nigel. What an idol. What a dumb one. And it's dumb to think that. But that's and I still haven't been able to. get I've done the coffee. I finally got to do. Have you seen and having a coffee How in the cafe? How did you feel though? So did you actually oh, were you able know. to switch off your brain and no, enjoy the moment? No, I was too busy going. Is everyone looking mm. at me? I so, quickly drink the coffee quickly. Like I actually didn't enjoy it. I didn't. I actually have enjoy it more with friends because you relax more. So. I have to find a way to be able to do that, and yeah. that's what you're here for, to tell us how to do that. How about so. yourself, Edgar? Um, I, I don't have any problems going sitting at a cafe by myself. Um, not eating, not luck, eating, eating, ordering menu? No, no I've could, never I done it. Go in and can, order I, a meal can I ask what other things you may have engaged in solo? Solo? Oh, God. You put me on the spot there. Have you gone to the movies on your own? I have been to the I've done that own. once as well. I do that. I, um, I, I did that one. That I hopefully my boss isn't good. listening, but I would maybe um, one of my things is actually I do that do I do do that with a girlfriend, pretty much uh, chuck a sickie and go to the movies on a weekday. No, no, I meant by yourself. So. Uh, I, have to, I have been yeah. to the movies by yeah. myself. I, I almost went a couple of weeks ago. I okay. really wanted to watch this movie, but then um, the session time wasn't there. Mm. Um, yeah, no, I do. Show you? I, I go for a walk to the beach. So much peace. I love watching the sunrise. Me too. I always I try to drag but that's along easy. So that's easy. I can do the sunrise. No, no. Anything and everything. Okay. Watching a movie, going for a walk with myself, yeah, eating I do dinner that. with myself, going to a cafe with myself, reading a book under a tree mm-hmm. alone. I do that too. Having a picnic on my own. I, I have so much. Yep. Um, it's just I'm so much peace. I could not, honestly, it really doesn't bother me. What I actually don't think. Oh, what are people thinking? That's not something. I that, don't know if that's really know, prevalent um, in my head. What are that I think isn't, that, but, but it's not. It wasn't normalised to see somebody sitting by themselves. I mean, you've got to think about it. Back when we were in high school, whenever we'd see one of our peers sitting by themselves having their lunch, they were negative. attacked for being, you know, the words, you know, oh, he's a Nigel or he's or lonely okay, or exactly. there's something. So, what would you recommend then? What can someone do to overcome these fears or these anxieties that they have within anything that they do on their own? Say, for, okay. for to be able to give themselves self-love or self-respect what can they do to overcome these things then usually this stuff actually goes deep into unpacking things from your childhood so uh, another thing that I came to discover recently through coaching is women who are on the go 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 Mm -hmm. and are constantly working and and you'll know this yourself you just don't want to stop because you're going to be alone with your thoughts and you don't want to be alone with your thoughts. Anxiety creeps in, and there is a lot of women who go through this. <laughs> Ladies are just looking up and shaking. You're I'm just describing you. me to yourself right, <laughs> and, right now. Uh, I've actually been through it. I'll be honest. There's and, so much uh, tension in the studio, guys. <laughs> no, all jokes aside. So, yeah. um, and usually this happens because you've experienced some sort of trauma. And the one thing I'm learning to do is, if I've experienced any sort of trauma, to sit with it and deal with it, mm. not run away from it. Mm. So there are many different ways that people run away from their trauma. And it could be as simple as, you know, a, a difficult parenting experience, you know, mm-hmm. seeing your child in a state where you think you've lost your child. That's actually considered trauma. A lot of people think trauma is physical harm mm. no. or, you know, coming from a war-torn country. It's not. It could be as simple as being bullied. Oh, absolutely. That absolutely. is trauma. So it's, it's, you know, creating awareness around the facts that things that we think are minor 
have massive impacts on your development as a person, mm. on your self-esteem, on your self-worth. Even, you know, brain development is affected by mm. bullying and it's mm. affected by having your self-worth diminished from a very young age. Okay. So it's just understanding, um, learning these things, creating awareness around it. It makes people a lot more compassionate, I find, as well. Mm-hmm. That when you see somebody in a state where they are bullying others or you know they're always angry they're always bitter there's never an excuse to hurt others ever but it helps you sit back and think okay there, there is, is something going something on with going this on. person yes. so if it's your spouse or if it's your child or if it's a family member we usually tolerate negative reactions from them but we're more compassionate because it makes us think okay this is a red flag something's going on i need to sit with them and find mm-hmm. out what's going on mm-hmm. it's not just attacking the person and saying you're bitter you're negative you're always hurtful you know i don't want anything to do with you mm. it's usually a cry for help yeah. and i think Absolutely. It's, i think something that's really important to note in in situations as such is we shouldn't necessarily be um we we, we need to differentiate the individual to the behavior that's being executed and i find that a lot of people face this challenge it's Mm -hmm. like you did this to me no that behavior was unpleasant yes that's how i try to approach sometimes my girls will do something and i'll tell the girls mom i love you very much but this particular behavior you're doing i don't like it Mm -hmm. and you need to stop it because it's not good when Mm -hmm. you do this you're a totally different person and i always tell her now i'm upset with you and then she's like, I said, no, it's not that I don't like you. Or it's this behavior. You need to stop this. So I do that sometimes, but I don't know how tr- you think it is. And I try to tell the girls the same thing when people, you see people being bullied at school, that there's always a reason behind those things. And it's nice to hear a, from a professional that that is usually the case. It is. Um, it is. I mean, there's a lot of movies now creating awareness around mental yes. health. Like Joker was released sometime last mm. year. And they actually, you know, usually we see the Joker as a villain. And now there's a lot of pros and cons to what this movie portrays and you'll have people who'll say, uh, you know, I don't like this movie because it made a lot of people sympathize with a villain. But really, it's not the purpose of this movie. The purpose of this movie was to show you that he went through immense bullying. They broke him to the core and this is how he became who he was. Mm. So there's never an excuse for that sort of behavior, but it's just about creating understanding and awareness that your actions and your words can affect another person to a level that you may not even comprehend and this is why I want to work with the youth because even when it comes to self-worth and rebuilding your self-worth it's much easier when you're a teenager than when you're an adult Mm. absolutely so let's just say um, as an adult what steps do we need to take to ensure that we are mending those challenges that we may have faced or those traumatic experiences because at the end of the day you know we're going to be raising children and unfortunately those deeply entrenched issues may pass on to Mm -hmm. our offspring yes and essentially it's like a it's like a domino effect of this endless cycle that's being transferred from person to person that's right if we don't put a stop and if we don't recognize that we may be inhabiting these behaviors we're going to keep passing them on right 
Honestly, it's as simple as educate yourself okay. and seek help. I, I did see a psychologist for my daughter mm-hmm. and um, it was because of behavioral issues. So she's a child that doesn't sleep like your average child. So she mm. has interrupted sleep since she was born and she's almost five. So we're looking at, you know, you know finding, you know well, we've just done a sleep study recently. Okay. It's been a long process. So I've done a sleep study for her and we still don't have the answers. We're just waiting about four or five weeks after the Christmas break. Mm-hmm. They'll let wow. us know what the answers are so it could be as simple as adenoids grommets uh you know she may have sleep apnea and issues like this can affect a child completely Mm. i've heard of parents say you know i did an operation for my daughter or Mm. my son we put in grommets we removed adenoids or whatever it was and they're a whole different child Mm. um education is so important because when we're not educated on things like this we don't know what our options are Mm. we get stuck in that same position and there's no moving forward Mm. so when it comes to educating yourself, seeking help, it's very important. I learned through seeing a psychologist that I don't know how to validate feelings because my feelings were never validated. What do you mean? Can you so if your child falls, you'll usually hear a parent say, oh, get up, you'll be fine. You know, just get up, it's just a scratch. Okay. Validating is when your child falls, you acknowledge that they're crying. Oh, I know you're upset right now. Is it, are you feeling okay? It's all right. You know, I fall all the time as well. You're a big boy or you're a big girl. You know, let's get back up and you'll be okay again. So it's just giving them that comfort and acknowledging their feelings. So in a teenager... So you're meaning engaging, you were more engaging in dismissive behaviour? So like dismissing. it's not dismissing, no, it's validating. It's, va- validating. it's actually saying, dismissing. I understand that you've fallen yes. and I know that you're hurting. No, what I mean is you weren't... You weren't Doing so that. I was dismissing her. Yeah, that's, ah, that's, I mean. oh, that's yeah. what you mean. Or right. if she was sure. cry all the time, but it would I think Angel and I are thinking the same thing right now. Say it. Because you've been brought up that way. Yes. It's Bingo. Because we're both looking at each other thinking, we all. Yeah. That's exactly what our parents yeah. did. And yeah, dismissing I mean, sometimes I, I feel there's nothing wrong with us. So what was wrong with them? And why is it so different to our children I don't know. I just now. find that we're sometimes it's, a bit too... Are we too much? Are we too conscious of what it is? I, I mean, there's a saying in Turkish that says, you'll fall and you'll get up. They'll, they'll learn and grow as they fall yeah, and get yeah. up, the fall and get up. I think you need to do that a little bit, like let them fall not a little, too much, but yeah. not too much. Yeah. You've got to find that balance. Yeah. But I don't know, if my dad was still around, I think it's oh, just, you know, yeah. there's nothing to get up. There's nothing or, wrong with that. Or there are parents out there that I would know from, <laughs> oh, if they fell, um, give them a slap themselves. So you'll get yeah, they'll be all right. Yeah. Oh, why did you fall? And I think this, I, like, this is like your minor situation. Yeah, there yeah, are yeah, situations yeah, where, for yes. example, um, I don't know, like, your child is hurt because their friend doesn't want to talk to them anymore mm. and then dismissive behavior what would do you be, do with that yeah so dismissive behavior and usually parents would respond like this oh, oh who cares they're not good enough for you anyway and go find another friend and you know you're better than that and, you but, know what so what would you so do common guys I know I, it is classy. absolutely I, I really no no it, it's such a very common, common. Thing. it's yeah. just dismissing emotions people don't it's even know they're everything. doing it so yeah. what do you do in this instance so what now? I've learned is open communication is everything so sit down okay tell me the story mm-hmm. all right mom what's happened today at school mm. why doesn't she want to be your friend anymore mm. did you maybe say something that upset her mm-hmm. so it's it's even when it comes to teacher student relationship yeah. you know sometimes there are parents will turn around and say oh your teacher's just nasty all the time or don't worry i'll have a word with her tomorrow and then that results in a child disrespecting a teacher yep. so i've dealt with parents where they're so understanding and they're amazing they'll come to me and they'll sit their child in front of me and they're like, okay, 
So what is the story here? Mm -hmm. What's happened? And it's this open communication that is so beautiful. It's the same with relationships, marriages. This Mm. is so important. Mm. You know, sometimes the husband can be quite rough in the way he speaks to his wife or in the way he demands things. And so if she was to cry or if she was to say that it's hurting her, they may turn around and say, oh, get over it. You know, you need to toughen up. But it's just dismissive behavior. It's like this is not going to help your relationship. Smiling and nodding. I'm smiling and nodding because she's just it's it's so entrenched in our society and in our culture that sometimes we just just dismiss it as like yeah whatever because we, it's it's just become a normal thing yeah. and I don't I'm hope and maybe I'm thinking that's maybe the older generation and I'm hoping that the younger generation guys and girls out there to have, be a bit more respectful and be a bit more self loving to one another and that's what you're talking about is it's really yeah. hard like to find that fine line I think well, a lot of guys are going to instill self worth and self confidence and self love in your child so do you teach romance do you teach to be like be over loving to someone and therefore then you can how do you find the balance over loving it's just about knowing their boundaries so boundaries are also very very important Mm. and that's like a whole different topic you need Mm. to have boundaries even sometimes with your own parents Mm. so it really just depends if someone is crossing a boundary with you and it's affecting your mental health you need to draw a line and you need to do it with respect and you need to do it also with compassion so it's not to start a war with somebody Mm. it's just you're really affecting my day-to-day thinking this is very toxic i need to take a step back it can happen in marriages it can happen in friendships it can happen in you know between siblings even at workplaces so with your colleagues so it's just really important that we talk about validating because that's a big topic as well Mm -hmm. when you're validating your daughter's emotions or your son's emotions you're allowing them to think that what they're feeling is normal is normal that it's okay to feel this. It's okay to be hurt if your friend doesn't want to talk to you anymore. It's okay to be hurt if you've just come out of a relationship. You know, there's been many times, and I've heard this, you know, we'd come out of a broken relationship with somebody saying engagement breaks off or a divorce breaks off, and it's like, pick yourself up and move on. You need to toughen up. You've got kids. Get up. You need to go, go, go. Mm. Of course, we need to rebuild ourselves, but we need to heal as well. Mm. You know, Mm. when you don't heal and you just dismiss everything that's just happened, especially if it's a traumatic event, eventually in the future, all of these things start to come up. There'll be certain triggers in your life. And then, unfortunately for some people, they'll feel like they've become out of control. Mm -hmm. And it's that out of control situation that makes them sit back and think, I need help right now. And it just becomes so difficult to have to heal because you're going to start unpacking, unpacking, unpacking. Whereas if we teach our children or the future generations to come, sit with your emotions, let's discuss it. Even problem solving. So your child coming home and telling you they don't want to be my friend anymore, Mm -hmm. dismissing this behavior teaches them nothing. It teaches them to harden up, remain miserable if they remain miserable or you know, they may even act out by being and, nasty. And they that's don't right. know how to deal with their emotions. Yes. And, and as, as Jahida said, that's just, that's just something that happens from your childhood that eventually as you get older, you look back and you think, why someone that that way? And then you look back and you take the layers out and they probably had a couple of traumatic experiences throughout their life to get to where they are. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, it is, it's, in, it's an important thing to... It's life skills. So your child could also say, for example, my daughter could come home one day and tell me, oh, you know, uh, Maria doesn't want to be my friend anymore. And they've been friends for a whole year. You know, if I'm just going to hold this stance with my daughter and just constantly have her back 24-7 without finding out what went wrong, 
she could be the one that's actually quite hurtful. Mm. She could be the one that's insensitive. Mm. So what am I teaching her? If I'm just telling her, well, don't worry about her. She's Mum's got your back. Doesn't yes. matter what you do. I'm it's, always there for you. Let's sit down yeah. what's going on. And then if I know she's doing something that's hurtful, I want to, I want her to become aware of this for her future. And so this is what good parenting is. Another issue here that I, another a different route that a parent may take is I don't have time right now. I'm stressed. Yes. I've been at work the whole yes. day. I've, you know, I've got cooking to do. I need to clean the house. Mm-hmm. Okay, just... It's not important. Don't yeah. worry about it. Yeah. Let Maria. Um, that's okay. Maria doesn't have You'll to be your friend. You'll make another friend. You'll make another friend, and yeah. that's also um, something that is quite prevalent. It it's is happened. prevalent. Yeah. And what do you? What do you? In relationships. Oh, he's yeah. he's not good enough for you. Who cares? You'll find another man, or you'll move on, or mm. you'll this. It's like, what is the issue? Let's sit down and discuss the issue because we are human beings. We all have flaws. Nobody is perfect. But do you find that men in our community are able to sit and talk about them? I mean, we're, and obviously men are from Venus, women are from Mars. We've got that big difference between who we are, but that's reality. Women are more sensitive. I hope we're not from Mars. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Yes, I do. Sorry. It's like nearly six o'clock, okay? It's the last word. Seriously. Oh, you're right. Oh, God. But we are different. So whereas women are more sensitive, if we do want to discuss and work out what the issue is, men don't want to do that. How would you, um, how can we approach men in our community or teach our sons and nephews? Cook a nice meal first. Yeah, look, you'll be Meet his tummy first. No, but you, should, but you know what I mean. Like, we shouldn't even have to do that. Yeah. But like, what do, how do we I do that with men? I personally have felt that men are more open to communication. Uh, this is what I've been seeing okay. from my social circles. So mm-hmm. I, I do, I have had a lot of experiences with relationship counselling. Mm. So uh, and it's usually within the family. So I see both perspectives, mm. and I can see where even through my marriage, I've learned so much through my husband. So he's been one of my biggest mentors, and he's educated me on the psychology of a male. Mm. And this is very important cool. because we don't know what runs through their mind. Hey, they great. don't know Good what runs him. through our minds. Mm. So I've even had to teach him and make him become aware and understanding of my thought process, okay. my expectations. But he's listening to you. That's he's the definitely big thing. Some, some guys yeah. don't listen. So that's a great attribute yeah. to have. And congrats to your husband for doing that. And again, we have a great husband who's behind his wife and listening again like this is so good and we have that yeah, we have that many a times where aspiring women and you know powerful women and you want to do something good you've got a husband who's actually listening to you yeah. and vice versa yeah you know look i just think that uh it's it's a very difficult thing to get into you know it's more about just monitoring their body language every woman will know her man's weakness what he loves what he doesn't like so if you want to delve deep into their thought process there is a way to work around it Mm. you know a therapist or a psychologist or a coach is not going to give you that answer you're the one living with them. Mm-hmm. You know what they like, what they don't like. So yeah. if it is a home-cooked meal, that's going to make him open up to you. <laughs> a home-cooked meal. If it's you know a holiday away from the kids and everything else and you've got some time alone to discuss things, and this is so important in a relationship, you're constantly getting to know each other. I've been married for almost eight years now and I'm just learning new things about my husband and I love that. Mm. So we're forming new experiences, we're making new memories, and this is what keeps the spark in a relationship. Yeah. So, um, yeah, relationships are a whole big topic. That's right. Jane, wow, got... guys, we, like, yeah. I, I want to keep talking. <laughs> but we've got two minutes, haven't we? We're running out of time. Bef- but I just want to just quickly add in there, um, many years ago we did have a little event where we asked ladies that had been married 50 years plus what their secret was to keep a happy marriage. <laughs> I remember and one that. Of the, one of the ladies on stage <laughs> said to me, 
in my time, we used to fix something that was broken. Now people just go and buy a new one. Oh, yeah. Yes. I remember uh, that lady who said I, that. I feel that communication wow. and we've well, just nailed it. I think it's very important that, you know, Yes, listening and changing things step by step. Um, we are we have literally got one minute left. Thank you so much, Jahida. You're was welcome. An, Thank you for having me here. Um, this is I really hope that the next the next year when you become a teacher that you actually do move everything that you've got here yes. and you do help the new uh, yeah. young secondary students so that they can w- walk out of high school yeah. with a bit more self-worth, self-esteem, self-confidence and self-respect. Thank you. Um, I will be running programs so if people want to keep an eye on my Facebook or Instagram page, my absolutely. website. Can we um, quickly give that handle out? Oh, it's on our handle Instagram. is yeah. on our page, yes, guys. You. Um, yeah. you are listening to We and we had Jahida. I'm, we're going to have to have a part two. Oh, yeah. If you're I, I keen, so. I'm keen, don't worry. We've got so much to talk about, guys, um, but it has been such a fantastic